0: Welcome to Gross Anatomy.
1: Dr. Cohen, kind of what I wanted to talk about, what we discussed before a little bit, was breast cancer. I know you as an oncologist can answer a lot of questions about breast cancer, which has been in the news lately because of Kelly Preston's death um, at the age of 57 from breast cancer. Kelly Preston... John Travolta's wife, but also a famous actress known for roles including Jerry Maguire and one of my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger films, Twins. Um, Her death, they haven't said, I know she went to MD Anderson in the Houston area for treatment, but they haven't really said why treatment wasn't successful. And I was just curious Do you think it was a larger cancer, just more invasive. Is that just always a worse prognosis and
0: harder to treat worse prognosis to some degree, a larger cancer, but it doesn't always mean it's fatal or bad. You could have a teeny tiny cancer that's spread everywhere and you could have a big cancer or a big early cancer. The kind that doesn't even spread, um, can be seen like sometimes it's, it's kind of very strange. There's breast cancer has this whole, um, pathway. And it starts out initially as what's called atypia, irregularity. And then it, it, it could get even more irregular. And then it turns into like a pre-cancer lesion. And we treat that pre-cancer. It's basically cancer of the breast that doesn't spread. We know it's cancer of the breast, but yeah. if we treat it fast enough um, uh, properly, we could take care of it. And the patient will not get any spread of that cancer to any other parts of the body. And at the time, you don't even worry about spread. Mm-hmm. But what's nuts is you would think that that, we kind of it's almost like a pre-cancer because it doesn't spread, but it is of, just of the breast. So you would think, hey, if you're catching a breast cancer that's just of the breast, certainly you'll be able to save that person's breast. But that's not always the case. Sometimes we've seen this pre-cancer so widespread within the breast that we've actually... Had to have patients get mastectomies, where we have have had to remove the breast for a breast cancer that's just in the breast and won't spread. Which is it's yeah. kind of weird to think about.
1: No, that's very weird. But and nowadays, after you they remove the breast, do they do plastic surgery right away. Or you guys have to wait to see what now, happens. So
0: it, for the most part, most of the time, when a patient gets breast cancer before surgery, we'll often send the patient to a plastic surgeon to try to plan um, the plastic surgery and the cancer surgery to be done at the same time. That's usually most of the time the plan. Occasionally it's not. Occasionally when it is worse off or more locally advanced or there are other issues at play or other health-related issues, then sometimes we do the breast cancer surgery and then it's followed up by the Plastic surgery, but usually these days we really try to do it together as one stage. Oftentimes, after that first stage, patients then need little additional small, per smaller procedures to kind of make it symmetrical, make mm-hmm. the breast look perfect, sometimes do little extra cosmetic things, sometimes the size of the breast, you have to change a, an implant or an expander. Um, so there are, the plastic surgeon often has to do smaller, additional procedures to really make it perfect. Um, but it's still nice to get the one big surgery done at the same time. The, the two big surgeries done as one surgery.
1: So you would say in most, like, let's just use like the past year as an example, like most breast cancers you've operated on have been successful. Like, the oh one, yeah. the so Kelly Preston dying was like alarming to me because I figure she, she's, she's, on top of it, she's a celebrity, she probably has the best doctors. Yeah. still that chance, and uh, one of the cancer associations was like, uh, it's important that this is in the news, but also what's important is we want to know, like, what kind of, you know, did she have a BRCA gene test? Did she have it in her family? Like, kind of, like, find out the The why, which I still don't know. And that's like obviously a personal family thing at this point.
0: Right. And, and, you know, hopefully it was, and I, I didn't, did you do any of the, did you do any digging? I didn't, you know, was it caught early? What was it treated early? You know, we've talked about Steve jobs who,
1: right. You know, yeah. I mean the family, yeah, it was, it just said it was private.
0: But like Steve jobs, for example, we've talked about, he had a, a form of pancreatic cancer that, probably had he not done weird, wacky, alternative stuff, he'd probably still be alive today, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, or at least would have lived longer. Yeah. Um, So you never know what kind of treatment people are doing and and denial and things like that.
1: Yeah, I guess she was at MD Anderson.
0: You know, you don't know how long it took her to get there. My guess is she probably just had a bad cancer, which is a rare thing, but unfortunately we do see it. And the other thing is... You know, and it's heartbreaking, you know, Kelly Preston, while super young, you know, occasionally we'll see a breast cancer in a 20 year old, which is super heartbreaking. You know, you don't think, you know, a 20 year old shouldn't be getting breast cancer, but yet, but yet sometimes we see it um, and it's, it's devastating.
1: Well, that was another question I kind of had, like, so I still haven't done my genetic testing, which I know I should, because we had the genetic counselor on, and she was like, it's like getting your cholesterol tested. You should just know what to be aware of. Right. Get that. I still haven't done it, but I feel like doctors would still, like, not tell you in your 20s to, like, be worried about breast cancer. But, I mean, maybe you should have a BRCA gene test in your 20s. I don't know.
0: Maybe. And and I don't know if they should be... Well, certainly you should be aware of your family and your family's history. And and then depending on that, you should be um, more aware of your own personal history. But I, I think that all that depends. I think all of that depends. like And everybody's different. Like I, I had another patient I saw this week who had a family history of breast and prostate, which we talked about on our on our last podcast with the genetic counselor that though both of those cancers could be found in people who are BRCA BRCA or mm-hmm. the breast cancer gene positive. And I had said to her, you know, you may want to think about getting genetic tested. And it it just and and she was, I'm trying to remember, maybe in her thirties or forties, so so young, but not a kid, you know, not a young kid. Um and it kind of overwhelmed her and and, and the patient kind of got nervous and, and was like, I, I don't know if I want to know. But
1: that's the role of a genetic counselor is right. to help tell you what that, what that information means.
0: Right. But there, you know, I got to tell you, there's something to be said for, you know, the, there's the, it's a, it's a famous saying, ignorance is bliss, right?
1: I know. I get, I, yes, I get that side of it too. Yeah, um, But then if I get why Angelina Jolie went to the extremes that she went to after talking to you and Shivani, the genetic counselor we talked to, because I didn't realize ovarian cancer is like, it seems like it's almost like a death sentence. Like, so if Angelina Jolie was like 87% likely to have it, then I get why to me, that's a very extreme surgery.
0: Right, right. But she has young kids who she wants to be around for, yeah. you know, and not risk the chance of uh, of not, not seeing them grow up, not right. being there for them.
1: I have another question. I don't know if there's any truth to this, so I was just curious. So Kelly Preston, I think she might have had a kid when she was, like, in her late 40s.
0: Yeah, she had a kid um, recently.
1: Yeah, like she has a 9-year-old and I don't know what. Yeah, so late her late 40s. So I'm just curious, right. you're taking, like – extra estrogen or something like, I don't know what you would take to like help you have a kid. Does that, those look, is there any like correlation between that and breast cancer? Have they found
0: the answer is maybe, you know, the answer is maybe we don't really know. And, and, and every, every few years, you know, the opinions go up and down and we talk about how birth control pills even may somehow correspond to a a woman's risk of breast cancer um, and even hormone replacement therapy, um, you know, postmenopausal, may it. But so the answer is maybe, you know, and, right. and every few every few years we kind of learn a little bit more and kind of change our tune a little bit. Um, certainly, you know, altering our hormones, you know, has effects. And but then you have to weigh out quality of life, too. Right. Uh, and so... I, I don't know if I've told the story. I had a woman, um, a young woman, uh, years ago, like 20 years ago, when I first got here. Um, I was running the breast cancer clinic. I was uh, I was the director of the breast cancer clinic, um, and we had a young woman with a breast cancer. I remember, and she already had a kid or two. Had, was married and had treatment, and we we would see her for a long time, and we said, "Listen." at least at the time our recommendation was you probably shouldn't get pregnant again. Same kind of thought. Mm -hmm. Um, and interestingly, actually after chemotherapy, a lot of women stopped getting their periods, um, or after cancer treatment and she did, but then years later they returned again. Her, her, her menstrual cycle became normal again. Mm -hmm. And then years later she showed up, um, pregnant and then with a kid and, wow. and, and I think she was fine. I, we lost, you know, she got lost to follow up, but we, it was just, you know, we saw her for so long and it was, we were n- happily nervous for her when, when she came in to tell us she was having another kid.
1: Right? Wow.
0: Yeah. It was, we were like,
1: yay,
0: but I, I couldn't help. <laughs> think,
1: yeah. But
0: be a little bit more. Um, yeah. Yeah. My guess is she's doing, I hope she's doing great and I hope she has a zillion kids now.
1: Um, So as having three daughters, when would you recommend that they get like the BRCA gene test?
0: Well, luckily I don't have the gene and neither does my wife.
1: Oh, so So, as long as you know that.
0: So they don't, they don't need the BRCA gene Uh, testing.
1: So you guys got tested. So then they don't. Right.
0: So we can't, if we, if neither of us have the gene, we can't pass it on to them.
1: Um, so is there anything else you think women should know about breast cancer or be aware of that we haven't talked about on the show? I mean, obviously they're just mammograms when you're 40 that they, I don't think they've changed that age yet.
0: Right. And it's like, well, the, the only reason to do it sooner is if you know you have a high fat, you know, a, a strong family history. Mm-hmm. You have a strong family history, maybe starting at 35 or, or at the age that you know your relative had breast cancer. So if you knew you have a relative who had breast cancer at age 32, then you should start getting checked at that age as well. Okay. And
1: yeah. then, yeah, obviously like self exams. And so that's what, I guess there's still no proof of like anything you eat or any like using deodorant. There's still no proof to any of those claims causing more breast cancer.
0: No, there's, you know, it, you know my wife thinks that deodorants and things, um, not deodorant, antiperspirant, I know. I need the natural
1: one too, because I'm with your wife. I just
0: don't know. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, she, she's usually right and she's usually ahead of the curve with that stuff, but I I don't necessarily, again, I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. I don't think she's right because I think then men (laughs) would would be showing up. Yeah, I think so. And I think men would get a higher incidence of breast cancer too. And so, but who knows she could be right. Um, And then, you know, there's the ongoing battle of soy products and and i i talked to a actually was it on our podcast no i or or somewhere else i remember talking to a gynecologist or a gynecological oncologist even and that data is also iffy and wishy washy soy yeah, products we did, tofu we did talk to a gynecologist but
1: we didn't get into
0: that we didn't get into that okay so i don't think that 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 necessarily causes you know who knows uh, we don't know for sure
1: I know. I am um, interested in soy, being a vegetarian.
0: Yeah. And the reason is, is because soy has what they call phytoestrogens, you know, mm-hmm. so there are natural estrogens in, in soy, but I don't know. Um, what else? There's
1: still so many you know, questions and it's hard to tell if like the rates just keep increasing or if healthcare's actually better and people just keep getting tested more. I just don't right. know. Like, so it,
0: so it's, the, it's the kind of same debate about the whole corona thing. Yeah, you know, exactly. With the incidences going up, are the incidences going up or are we just looking for it more. more? Right. And that's a similar question in breast cancer. And I remember even when I was a student, that was a big topic. We're finding more and more breast cancers earlier and earlier because of mammograms. But are we actually improving these patients, these women, men, men and women, but mostly women in this case is survival by, by doing all this interventions and surgeries, by Mm -hmm. catching these things early, maybe, maybe either A, they wouldn't progress or, or maybe if we let them progress to turn into a lump, a woman, it may not happen for 10 or 15 years. The woman could avoid any kind of surgery on their breast, and maybe they do just as well. Mm-hmm. So you know it's an interesting ongoing debate
1: but so you you had mentioned something when they were like saying, uh elected surgeries breast cancer like how long can you wait like if you said someone needs surgery for their right. breast cancer is that is that not a right away thing?
0: No, it should be, but interestingly, when this first hit the uh, when we first closed things down, um what we were doing was is you know, with a lot of breast cancers, we don't only treat them just with surgery, we treat them also with what's called adjuvant therapy. So, or sometimes um chemotherapy. Okay. So, or anti-estrogen uh pills, uh hormone pills if the cancers have the um estrogen receptor in them. So instead of going to surgery, we were sending a lot of our patients to to the medical oncologist to say. Let's give them some chemo first, or let's let's give them some anti-estrogen pills first, because it's treatment they would need anyway, mm-hmm. and it's treatment that's going to work, and it'll work on the cancer and the whole body. So yes, we're kind of delaying the surgery, but we're still treating them. Right. So, okay. so we did that a little bit, but I, I think we realize it's probably not the right thing to do. So right, just because of mental health too, you know, and let's get the patient exactly. taken care of. And get well, things okay.
1: Have you noticed like patients are more calm? Is everyone just kind of like used to COVID at this point? Or are they still as nervous coming to the hospital
0: with oh, COVID? They're plenty of nervous. In fact, I, I, I have a, a, um, I'm have going to be taking care of a guy who, who um, called the other day for his surgery uh, with some questions. And one of his questions was, um, am I going to have to go in an elevator?
1: Yeah, who's- um,
0: because of Corona. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so everybody's different, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody- I mean, you guys at the hospital are doing all of you can.
0: Yeah. It, you know, it, the healthcare people are more casual about it for the most part, I think. Um, and and then it's a mix of everything, a mix of everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, I only have one more question about breast cancer. So, I didn't yeah. know this until recently. I knew someone who had breast cancer. And then I didn't know there, are there medications that they get for years after? Like, what do you right. get? I didn't know that.
0: So that's what I was uh, alluding to, this anti-estrogen pill.
1: Okay. Or, okay. okay.
0: Usually it's after surgery and it's usually sometimes for a period of five, maybe seven years um, because studies have shown that taking that pill decreases the incidence of recurrence of the breast cancer in any other part of the body if if they have the right type of breast cancer
1: okay so what you just how do you determine how long they have to take it you just examine them
0: it's based on studies you know they've done studies in the past about is it better to do three years five years seven years ten years and then the number that
1: that, yeah the number they
0: came up with was five years but now there's even some data saying extending it another two years is, is good. And a lot of it is, you know, we look back at the data of patients and how they do mm-hmm. on these different medicines. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Very cool. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Anything else you want to talk about?
0: We're watching Hannah. Did, did we talk about the show, Hannah?
1: You said you were watching it. And I um, it's on Amazon Prime. I know that. I think there's like yeah. three seasons of it at this point. We haven't started it yet.
0: We're watching, we're in our second season. It's pretty fun. It's, it's like kind of Jason Bourne, um, spy stuff, um, genetic altering stuff. Um, right. It's this girl who, who, um, whose mom wanted to give her up the, they recruited her to say, Hey, we'll pay you for your baby. They altered her genes and turned her into like a a (laughs) bit of a superhuman. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it's it's a fun it's a fun story. Um, I would watch that. Yeah, it's entertaining.
1: I there's that movie that we want to watch. It's about World War II with Tom Hanks. It's Greyhound. It oh yeah. Out, I think that's what it's called. It just came out on Apple.
0: Uh, oh okay. Tom
1: Hanks was uh, a bit sad that you know there's no more theatrical releases. I think people are finally just letting their movies go instead of waiting.
0: I think so. I um. Have you been to a drive-thru yet? A drive-in yet? Where's there a
1: drive-in in LA and Oklahoma all the time?
0: But there supposedly are a bunch of drive-ins, but I've never been to one. So you've been to a drive-in?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, where I grew up Tulsa, the drive-in is called Admiral Twin, it's very popular. I know it sounds very country, but it was very um it's it's fun. It's like um Yeah. I mean that's where they shot the movie Outsiders, and it's 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 a real thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> No, my wife said she used to go to them in, in LA in Burbank. But I never went to one, but I, I really, my only, the only thing I know about drive ins is Greece, you know, the, yeah. the scene in Greece. That's, <laughs> that's drive ins for me. Yeah, no, I want to, it's on my to do list is, is going to a drive in movie.
1: They should definitely just reopen more drive ins.
0: I mean, I think they're bringing it back. That's what I hear. I hear they're bringing it back.
1: So thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy podcast, everyone.
0: Thanks for listening everybody. Have a great I don't know. What should well, they have, have a great? Have,
1: have a great,
0: great. What should they have a great? Mid-July. Have a great mid-July everybody.
1: Yeah. Have a great yeah. summer weekend.
0: Have a great continuation of Oh, you know what I do want to talk about and I talked about it on one of our Instagram posts is Now more than ever, everybody. The, the, the word socially distancing is the term socially is such a horrible term. Mm-hmm. And and I, I mean, I get it who they came up with it, but they got to stop using socially distancing. It's got to be physically distancing. I, and, I agree. and yeah, when you walk by people. You Why know, are
1: people called social just because they don't want
0: you talking that close? Yeah, it's got to be physically distancing.
1: Yeah.
0: So everybody remembered Do not be socially distant, please. In fact, if anything, be socially close.
1: Yes, I agree. Connect. I liked your video. That was a good video. So
0: thanks for joining us, everybody.
1: Thank you. Bye. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.